Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast from Talk Sport. I'm John Norman and alongside Double Ashes winner Steve Harmson for every day of India's Tour of England. And we have got plenty to look back on here at Lords following day one of the second test match. You're listening to Following On. So if you're listening to the show, you probably know by now it was India's day. Joe Root calling correctly. Can you believe it? It's ninth game in a row in England that Virat Kohli has lost the toss. I'm not sure what odds you'd get on that. Either way, um, I'm not sure what odds you would have got on uh, uh, KL Rahul scoring a century uh, at the start of the series. Uh, he wasn't even in the side. But here he is, unbeaten, 127 not out, putting on 126 for the first wicket, Rohit Sharma, who was dismissed for 83. Uh, Virat Kohli uh, dismissed with uh, 20 minutes to go on day one. Uh, for 42, but it's uh, been India's day, a chastening one for England, and it's going to be difficult for them to get back into the match. A few changes uh, in terms of the uh, team uh, and uh, an appearance by somebody that we thought had been ruled out yesterday uh, and plenty of incident. Uh, So let's get on with the show. Story of the day. So, Harmi, first up, did Joe Root call correctly at the toss? No, he did call correctly. I know he called correctly. But did Joe Root make the right decision at the toss? Uh, Yes, I think he did. Um, When I look at it, it's one of them ones where you're standing there, match referee Chris Broad. You've got the coin in hand as an opposition captain when it goes up and the match referee says heads or tails. As a captain, you probably want to shout neither. You just don't want to win it. You don't want to be the one that wins the toss. Bowls first, 
And then 25 minutes later, that cloud just disappears and the sun comes out and everything goes with it. You do not want to be that man that wins the toss. So it's not a calamity like what Nasser Hussein had in Brisbane. Now, Ricky Ponton had at Edgebaston during 05. This, I think, was the right call. Both captains said they were the ball first. Um, and the, the shower that just delayed the start of the game just seemed to take the rest of the clouds yeah, over St John's Wood. And, and it was... It, it started to become a nice day for batting on the pitch. Wasn't you know there was no real demons in the pitch. I thought the pitch looks a very very good slow track, um, typical Lords pitch. Worrying thing we got a little bit of turn from Mo and Ali. So later on in the Test match, Adeja be just licking his lips uh, to to sum the day up. There was a brilliant ball by Anderson to get rid of Rohit Sharma. Ollie Robinson did you know bowled tirelessly all day and got his just rewards in Virat Kohli. And what an innings by K.L. Rowell. You know, an absolute pearler of an innings with guts, determination, patience, and an element of luck which you need to bat for six hours. And he deserves his name on the honours board at the home of cricket. Yeah, you covered uh, you covered most of the talking points from today. I was actually surprised. I said it on TalkSport. Um, I know that most people were in a complete agreement with you, and I'm not saying it was the wrong decision. But I just felt that batting first and seeing off that opening session um, would have been the, the way I, <laughs> I would have gone. Um, but then, of course, you're opening up that dodgy England batting order, aren't you? So um, yeah. maybe, maybe I'll rephrase. I know that, I mean, the body language of Virat Kohli, I thought was quite interesting because when Joe Root uh, decided to bowl first, it's almost like Kohli slumped his shoulders. So I, I absolutely agree with you. I think Kohli would have done exactly the same thing. Um, but I think possibly, if I was... possibly John, because both teams have got similar frailties. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. This, uh, the, uh, similar frailties, Sharma and Rowett. I mean, Rowett Sharma and, and Kiel Raul, two, two openers who had question marks over them. Pajara looks as though he's all at sea. Coley out first ball at Trent Bridge. And yeah, the easy option for me was to, to bowl first. Mm, well, 276 for three tells a, a different story. I thought England bowled. I thought they were a little bit, um, the lines were a bit wrong um, or a bit off with the new ball. You know, Curran was expensive. Again, that question about his role within the side as a as a third seamer um, or even a fourth seamer. He was third seamer ahead of Wood. Um, Woody, I thought, bowled fast for sure. Um, but it was a slow track, wasn't it? Real mm. slow track. So that didn't help him at all. Anderson showed a bit of class. You know, you were only just describing the uh, the setup and how Anderson tries to pick apart a player's technique, and he did that. You know, it was almost like you're talking after the action, but you actually did like a day ago, uh, yesterday on the on the uh, the Q and A on the YouTube channel. Uh, well, that's exactly what he did to Sharma. Two two out, out swingers, and then you know he hit top of off and, and middle actually with an in swinger when a, the batsman was set. I thought he might have just been tightening up a little bit with the hundred coming in to focus. But you mentioned uh, Rahul. Now, what really impressed me, I've said this on TalkSport a couple of times, was the, the different gears he went through, you know, um, for the first part of his partnership with Sharma. Now, 126 for one when Sharma was out, and Sharma made 83. They faced a similar amount of deliveries. Rahul was going at a strike rate of 20. He took 106 balls to hit his first boundary and then smashed Moeen Ali for six. But the moment Sharma was out, Pajara came to the crease and you thought, blimey, if they're both going to go like this, then uh, England are, in the, are going to be in this game for the next hour. 
and it was like a, a flick had been switched. He hit, he, sp- he smashed two fours, one a little bit aerial going through vacant fourth slip for four. And basically, before you knew it, he was going at a strike rate of around 45 over the innings, which means he escalated far more than that. Um, and again, you know, once he went past 100, it's not like he suddenly stopped caring uh, because he'd got his 100. That wasn't the case because, of course, Coley had gone and he knew he had to be there at close, but he wasn't just going to bunker down. There was a couple of beautiful punch cover drives. Um, so, yeah, I've been really, really impressed by Rahul um, in, in, in all three innings, to be honest. No, he's batted, he batted beautifully today. You know, his balance, you know, there's a lot, there's no moving parts. Him and Sharma, you look at R2, you know, you think they've got roller skates on and they've got Anderson. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. And you look at the way these two bat, he's, a, he's an opener in one-day cricket and everybody that sort of listens will say, oh, well, he opens in the IPL. Well, he does, but he's not an opener naturally against the red ball. I thought England bowled, yes, you're right. I thought England bowled a touch wide. I think the slope... Mentioned about yesterday about the slope at Lords can cause problems for the bowlers, and I actually think it did that um, for 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 Robinson and Wood early on. Sam Curran again, where do you fit him in when he becomes when it's not swinging and not doing anything? I think Sam's got to work on how not to go for boundaries when things aren't uh, aren't happening for him. But he's a he's a kid. He's he's a young lad who's trying to learn his trade. I know you say, oh, this is Tech Match cricket, and you're right, it is. But I still, I still think the benefits of having Sam Curran in the team with this attack, a five-man attack, um, and experience far outweighs than not having him and just let them play the 100. And there was a shot of K. Raul. You know, he talked about his determination and the way he batted. We, we were not critical, but we said if Sibley, Sibley got 18 off 100 and odd balls last week, and if it wasn't for that, um, England might have lost the game. But the game stands still when it's like that. And Root played the innings. And when Root got out, you know, when Sibley, Sibley just let it go and he got out, this was this was Keir Raoul not getting out and then going through the gears once he realised Robert Sharma had gone. So yeah, there was a shot when he was he was on a hundred I think he was on hundred and twenty, and it went he went of one hundred and twenty four, two hundred and seventy three for three right at the end of the day's play against Anderson, and he just stepped out of his crease and leaned into an extra cover drive. Yeah. And it was, wow, that is that is a, a cricket shot. That is a proper cricket shot. He didn't need to use the slope downhill to get it through extra cover to get to the boundary quickly. That was going timing, and that just showed what a classic innings that that, that, that Keir Rahul has played. Uh, the problem England have got, they've had this in the past, is, is the Indian batsmen know if they see off Anderson or Robinson, then it's going to be easier for them. That's what happened today. Um, are England paying the penalty for essentially picking bowlers who, because they can bat rather than picking bowlers because they can bowl? Um, possibly. I, I still think there's there's an element of element in that when it comes to the frailty of England's batting. Um, who do you pick, though? Do you pick Craig Overton, a bit taller? Um, similar to Robinson, I think Sam Curran gives you a, a different dimension when he gives you the left arm, the left arm option. I just think Sam's got to find a way of not going for boundaries when things aren't happening for him. And as for Mark Wood, he bowled yes, he bowled fast. But if there was a wicket that Virat Kohli, Keir Rahul, and Rohit Sharma wanted to face Mark Wood on, this was it. This was it. There was just it was slow. There wasn't anything happening. You know, Keir, I mean, Rohit Sharma pulled Mark Wood off the front foot. At 94 mile an hour in front of square through mid wicket, 
and that tells you how slow this surface was. And the, you know, I'm not just I'm not defending because everybody knows how close my relationship was with Mark. But he ran in and he ran in hard. He gave England an option that you want, which is to bowl fast. He bowled 80, 96 mile an hour today, average speed of 91 mile an hour. That's what you want from your fast bowler. You chuck the ball to him, bowl fast. Your line length bowlers, your containing bowlers, everybody else sticks to a plan. He bowls fast, whether he bowls full or whether he bowls short. And I thought he, he did that. And if it wasn't for Sam being expensive, you know, in the, you might have took 20 runs off this, but I thought it was just an enthralling day of test match cricket played at very, very high quality. Batsman got an element of luck, which he deserved in, in K. Raul because he, he battered, he determined about six hours. And I thought England stuck to their task well. Two hours tomorrow morning will determine where this game is going to go. If England can get K. Raul in out early and knock over Rahani or Pant quickly, then all of a sudden they are back in the game. And the hard work they've done today will benefit tomorrow and try and get India out for 350. If India are still batting and Keir Rahul is still going and Pants maybe is having a, having a little bit of a benefit match come back end of session and into lunch, then I think England might struggle during, during the rest of this test match because we've seen a little bit of spin um, and India will rack up a big score. Moment of the day. That was going to be my moment of the day, you know, that 95 mile an hour delivery from Mark Wood, which uh, Rohit Sharma, um, he did inside edge one for four earlier on in the innings. It was a real, you know, another effort ball by Wood. Uh, there wasn't a fielder out there, but the, he just seemed to have all the time in the world on the front foot, as you say, pulling him through mid wicket. And it was like, I mean, the guy has got an absolute touch of class, isn't, hasn't he? He has. And, and again, it was there were some great shots by Roach. Effortless. It's just effortless. He just picks his bat up and he just seems to time the ball. The bat seems to hit the middle of the ball with ease and it timing, sound, it just it, it must be like watching Tiger Woods play golf. You know, the, the, the literally pure strikers of, of golf balls. And you know, you see these these footballers that strike the ball beautifully. Ronaldo strikes it in the you know, beautifully and it, it, it's effortless when he does it and that for me is it's like slow motion that's the best way I can describe Robert Sharma's batting he looks as though he's in slow motion you've got the re, you've got the video recorder and you've got rewind on the control and it's going in slow motion for me it, it is beautiful but what it did take an absolute perler to get him out because Robert Sharma must have been walking off and thinking how have I not got 100 at Lords today playing like that I couldn't have played any better and he's walked off with 80, 86. And he's thinking, how on earth am I out? Because of, you know, I felt as though I covered me off stump. I've got myself in a good position. I've not lost my balance. And it was just brilliant bowling by Jimmy Anderson from the pavilion end. What is going to happen tomorrow? Okay, Harmer, you mentioned it a little bit earlier in the show, but what do you expect to happen on day two? Not what you think England need to do to get back into it, not what you uh, fear India might end up doing, but uh, what do you expect to see on day two at Lords? Well, normally when you have deals like this, as a bowler, if bowling unit, you're stuck together, you, the, bat, the batting unit have got the look today, I thought. You, know, you bowled nicely, you haven't bowled great, but you bowled nicely, you've stuck to the task very, very well, and you're thinking, right, I'm going to get my look, I'll get a little bit of luck tomorrow, whether it's a brilliant catch, 
um, or a, a good delivery, poor shot, and then the ball starts rolling and things start moving quickly. I expect that to happen tomorrow. Um, I hope for Anderson's case that it doesn't go beyond that because if it does, you know, we're taking one of, we're taking a risk with, with Jimmy Anderson getting into his 30th and 35th over if India bat all day and take the game away from England. So I expect England to come out firing tomorrow and get an early wicket. And if the early wicket is Keo Rahul, then England can bowl India out for between 350, 375. And that, for me, on this surface, I don't think is enough runs in the first innings of a test match. England's batting unit, they have to fire. Brilliant stuff. Well, look, it's a bite-sized podcast uh, on following on today, following uh, the 90 overs that we got today. Um, and we'll uh, return tomorrow following day two. Uh, myself, John Norman, Steve Harmison, thanks for listening to Following On. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 